says Craig the Bear. More like Crank the Bear. Crank the Bear. What a perfect segue into this week's After the Movies episode, Aaron. How which uh, which? Well, how how are we doing? It's it's we've been we've been trying to organize recording for for a little while, and I think that we both watched these movies. Uh, a little peek behind the curtain. I think we both watched these movies last week or or sometime in the past week and a half. Um, and this was one that you picked. We were uh, supposed to watch movies this week. Shit. <laughs> uh, I actually we're, we're recording. I pause. I'm watching. I'm in the middle of next week's movie. Uh, I pause to record, and uh, we are in for we're in for a real real dog shit time with that one. Let me tell you. Which um, one? One missed call. <laughs> yeah. Um, so get ready for that, folks. But uh, this is, in fact, after the movies. Welcome to the show. My name is Aaron Mook. I'm here with my co-host James Lombardo. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. This is Lomo's Most Wanted, a season where we discuss our our most wanted and most hated films. Um, and this week we watched Crank, which you cited as as one of your favorite films, at least if I remember correctly. I think you said like growing up, this was one that that kind of stuck around with you. This was uh, a staple growing up. This was yes. one of my favorite films. This originally, uh, the camera work, the styling of it, you know, as a teenage boy, you enjoy these sorts of things and really got me <laughs> on the path to um, wanting to do this and wanting to own my own media company, own my own production company. Um, I do, I do, I will get it out of the way now. I do have some gripes now as a 30-year-old man watching this film, but, uh, but as a 16-year-old boy, it was a very enjoyable film for me. I, yeah, I I gotta say, I did not like this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I don't, um, I didn't hate it. I don't want to be the uh, the no fun guy on the show, so uh, I'm going to play along. There are some things I liked. There's a lot of things that I think that if I'd, I I totally understand your assessment, because if I had seen this when I was 16, this would have been my favorite movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah you, and, can see. I, you can just, it's like, I mean, it is like Grand Theft Auto the movie. It's like the best video game adaptation I've ever seen. It really is, though, because it opens up as that kind of, over the shoulder, you're walking with Jason Statham as he's going through the room like a video game. Um, and it sets the whole styling for the rest of the film because this whole entire film, I believe, is shot on a roller dolly. The camera is on a roller dolly oh, really? the whole time. I believe they never take it off. That's the styling that, that they wanted. And it works, but it, can, it definitely can give you motion sickness if you're not careful. I did read that this was, I mean, this is the stuff that, that's good about the movie. Whether I could tell when I was watching it or not, it's just impressive to read about it. I did read that there was no um, computer graphics used. Um, there was no wiring used, and Jason mm-hmm. Statham did his own stunts, which is which is awesome. That's great. Um, Johnny Knoxville originally was being considered for the lead in this. Ooh, that would have been... It would have been interesting for sure. I mean, this is—I don't like, know if it would have been better, but it would have been. Right. It would have been more of a comedy, I would assume. Right. I would be very interested to see him because he—I mean, he was in a, hes like an actor. He's been in stuff. I don't think he's like super prominent in like action films. When I think about his filmography, I think he is probably more of a comedic actor. Although he's done some stuff. 
was a horror film uh, a year or two ago that was on Netflix. We Summon the Darkness. Um, I just think it would have been interesting. This is like a classic Statham, though, and, and I should be transparent. I have only seen this and The Meg in terms of mm. Statham films. Um, Statham is your just staple actor in an action movie. Yeah. Is he in The Expendables? He is. So I just watched a really interesting video before we get into to Crank Too Far. Uh, Red Letter Media just <laughs> crank did a too video. Far. <laughs> crank Too Far. I um, just watched a Red Letter Media video about uh, Bruce Willis's fake movie factory and how Bruce Willis is cranking out like 10 movies a year that are all direct-to-video. And there's this guy who directs, like, most of them, produces all of them. His name is Edward Drake. Uh, you would have to, people can watch the video. Um, but he, they call him the king of the geezer teasers. And what he does is he takes an aging action star like Bruce Willis. He promises them, like, 90% of the budget for the movie. And then they have, like, two days to shoot with him. So they shoot, like, all of the on-camera stuff that they can with the actor. And then all of the stuff that's, like, far away or from behind Bruce Willis' shoulder is a double. And they are just these, like, movies that are... They're the ones that come to Redbox to, like, trick people into renting, you know, uh, something that they've never heard of that has Nicolas Cage in it or Bruce Willis or whatever. And then they rent it and it's, like, not a real movie, almost. It's almost like you got catfished by Bruce Willis. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, Wow, imagine getting catfished with Bruce Willis. Not well, something you, gotta, you want. You gotta wonder, like, it's. I doubt he needs the money. Like, why is he? <laughs> why is he doing all of these bizarre Bored. movies? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, Crank. Um, yeah. So, do you remember when we saw Spiral? And there was like editing and some like cinematography, some shots that were like super weird and like and almost very, jarring very like 2000s like the the one i remember is like chris rock is in his car having like a mental breakdown and the whole camera just like shakes <laughs> yeah it's, this is probably where they got it from this is like the most 2000s film i've ever when people don't know like no you know when somebody says the 90s you can picture that if somebody doesn't know what the 2000s look like in terms of, like, film, this movie is that. And the music, too. The music yes. choices for this. Not, like, not only just the styling, the camera work, the styling, the uh, the color grading, the music, yes. everything screams 2000s to me in this film. This is the quintessential 2000 movie. The color grading is insane. That's such a 2000s thing. And, like, this is probably just my point of reference. So it's weird for me to reference another horror movie or another Saw movie. But, like, I think about those movies and how they were color graded to look, like, super green. Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, this is like that, except it's, like, all very, like, brightly colored. It's, like, yellow. A lot of yellows. Um, and it is, like you said earlier, the way that this is, like, shot when we talk about like video games and stuff it's also just the structure of the movie which i do this is like one of the things i like 
is that the movie is easy. It's very, very easy to follow. This movie is like one of those things where they're like, all right, we set it up. We have like the easiest thing in the world. It's like this guy has been injected with a drug that's going to make his heart stop unless he keeps his thing up. So now his adrenaline. So now we got to spend the, you know, the next 60 minutes mm-hmm. essentially following him around and just give him things to do every like 10 minutes. Just absolutely destroying the whole entire scene behind him, just leaving a right. wake of destruction. Yep, uh, which is a very easy move. Again, easy to follow, very easy structure to write to, I feel like, and it kind of borrows some elements from horror movies. Like, I hear, you know, a lot of times people say with horror movies, at least, like, I mean, probably some of the worst ones from, like, the 80s and 90s, is, like, come up with your kills first, then you write a story around that. And this yep. kind of almost feels like it could be the same thing. Like, let's figure out stunts or the set pieces or whatever we're using, and then let's write a story around that. This This film is 100% uh, pri- like just an example of style over substance. Yeah. Sure. Um, I like stuff like that. I was kind of surprised that this... I feel like I should like this movie. Um, and I'm surprised kind of you a- didn't. I am too. I, and also, too, uh, the dialogue out. did not age well, though. I will say that dialogue. <laughs> it's very. When we say two thousands, we mean Bush era two thousands. Yep. There's. It um... was. Uh, I was watching this, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> ooh, uh, oh no, oh don't say uh. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. Aaron's probably shitting his pants right now listening to this. No, I. Here's what's interesting to me is that. Um, not necessarily for the time, but it's like even when I look on Letterboxd, uh, which I use, and actually, uh, I haven't even talked to you about this yet, but I will be setting up a Letterboxd for uh, Lomo to use, and, and I will be retroactively going back and giving ratings based on our assessments of these movies um, that people can follow. And, oh, cool. Uh, nice job, dude. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this a little off the show, but uh, more information to come, and you guys can follow that. Um, but even when I look at, like, my friends' ratings on that app, um, people seem to enjoy this movie, even now. And at the time, you look back on, on the reviews it got, and it is, uh, you know, not the Rotten Tomatoes is the end-all be-all, but it's certified fresh. Um, I think that it it is the problematic stuff, so whatever. I, I don't even really care about it. It was a different time. It's dumb. Some of it is, like... Different time. Dumb. It was, you know what? 15 years ago. Right. <laughs> It was okay back then to accuse every Middle Eastern person of being a terrorist. Uh, you had to have your hero oh, do that. I forgot about um, that one. He was just like, when he pushes the taxi cab driver yep. down, and he's like, Al-Qaeda! And he's like, everybody attacks him. That's the part I was like, uh-oh. Um, rough stuff, but uh, I don't even... It is what it is. You know, you can't change, You can't turn back time. Um. I just, I, I, you know, so this movie made me think of a few things. That I, I, we watched Fried Berry, and this felt like the non-alien version of Fried Berry. Like the non-fried, oh, non-fried version of Fried Berry. This is like baked berry. This is definitely baked berry. <laughs> certified, um, this is a certified baked berry by yes. Lomo Media. It's also, I watched Machete recently, and it's very, like, I, I All like those films are generally generally the same thing. I should like this movie because it is just like over the top on purpose, and some of it I do like. Uh, 
hacking off the guy's, his, uh, Carlito's brother's hand. And then, uh, or not Carlito's brother. Um, oh, the, uh, the small time criminal. Um, I do enjoy all the kills in this. I do enjoy yeah. anytime the guns are firing, anytime a sword or a knife is flying, it is very enjoyable to watch. Very the sewing machine. Sewing machine oh, to yep. the hand. Great stuff. Love that. Um, so I don't know what it is about this movie that kind you of... You just have uh, a lot going on, dude. Maybe it was just the time you watched it. <laughs> Maybe. I'll tell you what I don't like. Or, or it's just almost like the audacity of having. So there's a part where he is collecting speed, various forms of speed, in a grocery store, and he goes to the energy drink section. I was like, "Hey, that looks like Rockstar cans." And then I was like, "Well, you know, a little, little product placement never hurt anybody." At the end of the movie, during the credits, and I don't know how much of the credits you watched, but there's uh, there's I little. I didn't watch any of it. There's little icons, little images that are drawn on the screen while the names come up. And it'll be like a gun, like a knife, and like all these different little things will show up. A rock star can <laughs> shows up in the credits of the movie, <laughs> um, which is which gives me, you know, more credence to my theory that this is a movie funded entirely by uh, 12 year olds. <laughs> that makes sense. Hey, you know, they did better at work. Maybe maybe that's what we have to do to get our films funded, man. We have to sell out to I don't know, the Monster, the Red Bull. Yeah. Bang. I, I don't know. Whichever bang, one. Bang, dude. It's twenty twenty two. I think we gotta we need to collect every twelve year old's allowance in the United States and get funding from Bang and make um, a movie where a guy I don't know. Gets just it's really like, addicted to working out and like workout powder. That's all it is. Create yeah, it's a it's a like way creatine the movie, movie. <laughs> creatine the movie. <laughs> I love it. Um, he's like snorting lines of creatine off of off of weight machines and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So how? So give me your. When was the last time you watched this? Uh, previous to before the show. And when I was sixteen. <laughs> Has it really been like that long since you've revisited this one? I, I haven't watched it since I was maybe 20 at the oh. latest, at, at the latest 20. And I still liked it then. I remember, I think I've watched this movie three times. This was the fourth time. And every okay. time I was like, I love this movie. And this was the first time where I was like, why do I like this movie? What is it? It's got a, it's got a charm to it. Um, I still enjoy it. I still like it. It's definitely dropped a lot on my, I thought this was in my top 10. It's no longer in my top 10. I will say that, but I still enjoy it very much. Uh, hats off to Amy Smart, who is like an icon of the, another icon of the 2000s that I feel like really mm -hmm. kind of sets this movie in stone uh, in terms of when it takes place. I do like, I was both, I was at first unsatisfied with the ending and then, after like five minutes of contemplation, I thought it was perfect because it is kind of like the, the ending is where it came together for me of like, Oh, I should like this movie. Like, you know, the there's reading, a second one, right? I do. And I think I'm going to just pretend that it doesn't exist for now. Probably. I hate to tell you this, Aaron, but it's one of my least favorite films. <laughs> Are we watching it this season? We're going to we watch it. 
Oh no. No, I don't I actually don't think we are. I can't I can't honestly remember if I like it or if I hate it. I think I don't like it though. Yeah. Um I just the ridiculousness of him making a phone call while he's falling <laughs> and like the way it looks like the blue screen or whatever of him falling is very funny. It's like maybe uh, I'm right. Or like maybe 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 he's like maybe oh, you're right. I won't be around this time. <laughs> and then yeah bouncing off of the car and landing in front of the camera that final shot um it's good stuff it feels kind of like there's not an ending to the movie but i don't hate that for this movie what do you, you know? think you hated the most about it if if i told you aaron i need the top three things that you can point out which makes you say i don't like this film what would it be uh, the, <laughs> the way that they tried to pass off using Google Maps as a stylistic choice. <laughs> it was like such a stylized movie. And then they would cut to a Google Maps location of someone with Google Maps in the corner of the screen. Um, Product the, placement. Yeah. the uh, I didn't even think about that. I just thought it was like lazy. Um, I would say like the... The camera work was, like, a lot. It was, like, I, as a as a, a newly turned 27-year-old, I felt like my heart couldn't take the, the, the jaggedness of the camera in this movie. The way it was just kind of, it felt very handheld, even though it was, uh, you know. Happy birthday, um, by the way, buddy. Thank you. Even Much though this is coming out, coming out a week after your birthday, but. That's all right. You put together a very nice video that people can find on our uh, our Facebook page. I did. Um, and then I think probably just the dialogue um, was equal parts. Like, sometimes it was like, ah, yes, like, this fits the tone of this movie. And then sometimes it was, like, eye-rolly, I would say. Um, I don't think this film is known for its dialogue. That's for sure. That's definitely when someone thinks back to Crank, they're not like, you know what I enjoyed the most? The dialogue. Absolutely loved it. I should reassess kind of what this movie's trying to be, because it may have just caught me on a weird day. Um, The action's great. The set pieces are great. I, I actually really, my favorite part of the movie, my favorite section of the movie, was the hospital. Um, I thought that sequence was really great. Uh, we get Glenn Howerton from uh, It's Always Sunny in a role there, which is mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, I thought that was a good section of the movie. The as soon as as soon as the racism started, like twenty minutes into the movie, I was like, oh, we're we're in for something here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think my three favorite parts of the movie since you did your least favorite i'll do my most is the way it looked i just it gave it gives you that nostalgia element from the early 2000s which everybody loves or they should at least i liked the action scenes i liked the kill scenes and i just overall i love how ridiculous the premise of this film is and just how ridiculous every single second this film has no problem with just being like, you thought this was insane? Oh, just wait one more, one more. Right. In that way, it's almost like a precursor to like these like new Fast and Furious movies, uh, which I also have not seen. Don't ever compare 
my beloved Krang to a Fast and Furious movie. Don't you do it? I, no, I'm not saying that, that. I'm saying that this movie kind of paved the way for that. Like, how over the top can we go? Attitude, oh, yeah. You know? Um, oh, my I God, dude. Crank 3, Crank in Space? That would be... That's Machete. I literally just watched Machete and Machete Kills, and there's a trailer at the beginning of Machete Kills for Machete Kills Again, dot, 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 in space. Nice. I mean, how you get, you get, here's, okay, a machete, Vin Diesel, and Crank in space all at the same time. That's a movie I'll see. That's a movie I'll pay for. Let's make it happen, dude. Only if Machete comes out on top. That could be our bang, or our bang movie. Danny Trejo just slurping down a birthday cake flavored bang. Bang in space. (laughs) Space bang. Space bang. Space bang. Um, Everyone's like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I think I should reassess this one. I, I don't, I did not love it. And I didn't want to make you feel bad because you picked it as one of your favorites. <laughs> I, 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 like, I, I knew this one was going to be a, uh, was going to be a toss up. You were either going to love it or you were going to hate it. I knew that going yeah. forward. But I, I should do like enjoy it. though. I do enjoy that this film is directed and written by Neville Dean and Taylor, uh, two friends that wanted to start a film company together. So there is that nice little element of, hey, look, it's what we're doing. Um, So I always love seeing that when two friends make a media company together and have some success. Uh, Crank uh, Crank Crank overall had a budget of twelve million dollars and coming in a box office of forty three million. Wow. So it made some money. It made yeah. some money. Yeah. I would. It's also interesting what I was reading is that this is, I don't know when they conducted the survey, but this is on the top of many uh, famous people's favorite Jason Statham films. Seth Rogen's favorite Jason Statham film, James McAvoy, Simon Pegg, uh, Edward Wright, uh, a handful of people in Hollywood said that this was their favorite Statham joint. So it's kind of interesting. Now, okay, I should ask you <clears throat> does the second one, is it the same plot? It is, but he's strapped to, I think he's strapped to like a, uh, you know, the defibrillator pads? Yes. I think he's strapped to one and just keeps like, like they're constantly pumping electricity through him, is the premise of the movie. Okay. All right. Well, I will say that was a highlight of the hospital scene was him getting de- defibula- defibrillated and shot into the elevator. Yeah, crank enjoyable. Crank height voltage came out three years after the original crank. It follows Jay, uh, who shortly after surviving a deadly fall on the streets of Los Angeles is kidnapped and has his heart stolen by Chinese gangsters who have replaced it with an artificial organ designed to keep him alive for one hour. Che then sets out to find his heart while keeping himself electrically charged to stay alive. Okay. Banger. I think I'm just, I struggle with whether the, how self-aware this is. Like it definitely knows what it is. Like I hated, it played like funk music during the public sex scene. And like, I hated that. (laughs) Like, I hate that. It's like, it's like, Oh, they're going to, they're going to fuck in public. And then it'd be like, like oh god this is like 
it does feel like a 12 year old wrote this movie i mean like it really does you know maybe that's why as a 16 year old i enjoyed it so much i was actually actually i was actually 14 i guess when this movie came out even better that explains so much there you go um i've seen worse i mean this is not the worst thing we've watched for the show by far so oh, no. I, this know, isn't even um, the worst thing that we've watched this season yeah this is pretty this is i mean son of the mask is oh let me tell you with one missed call <laughs> we, we're gonna have a pretty uh high bar for shittiness to to uh to cross this I, one of us call might be the worst thing that we've watched for the podcast. Really? I don't want to say that. I, I I feel like I should take that back because I don't want to set your expectations. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, this is okay. Because it it's not that bad. It is just like not. It's, it doesn't feel real. Um, we'll talk about it next week. Well, I don't I don't want to, you know, it's just everyone go home and, and pay $3 to rent one missed call on YouTube. And, uh, you know, give uh, give the horrible, horrible man who directed that film three dollars, um, and we will reconvene next week to talk about it. Well, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. We won't need to keep everybody any longer talking about Crank because Aaron hated it. Now I'm sad, and now I have to go cry <laughs> before we film our next show for this week. Aaron, what are we watching this Thursday? Uh, we're watching Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan which is available now on Paramount Plus. Um, it is the second in our, in our our Star Trek film installment franchise that we are kind of playing around with this season. Um, I think after that, or there's a couple of movies that are new. There's one movie that's new, and there's another one that I am calling a state of emergency podcast for, so that we might take a little break from the Star Trek, but I think that we will probably return to it uh, within a few weeks so mm-hmm. um yeah at the con which uh, you can i let's i will get this out of the way it's a good it's a good movie it is a good movie it's probably the best it is actually definitely considering everything we watch i think it's probably the best movie we've watched this season so i would agree with that but so. you can find out our takes coming up shortly we'll see you on thursday for that one um hey if you guys want to support this podcast there's plenty of ways to do it, but if you'd like to become an actual supporter of this show, get included in Discord benefits, uh, get in when we do movie nights and have some fun with us on the weekends when we watch these films, you can join patreon.com slash Lomo Media. There's only two tiers now. We're making it easy for you. There's a $4.99 tier, uh, which is your you get behind the scenes, access to the Discord. You get the podcast early. And then there's Lomo VIP for $10 or for $9.99. And that gets you some VIP exclusive benefits if you're interested for that. If you can. And then Aaron has some other ways you can support us that are free. Yeah. um, Money's tight. I get that as much as anybody right now. So um, if you can throw us a few bucks, that's awesome. And if you can't. Uh, you could share an episode that you enjoy. You could tell a friend about the show, or you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Super helpful. It helps people find the show. Um, I also want to say somebody brought this up in our mentions last week, and so it's a good time to address. There is some uh, backlash happening with Spotify right now. Um, so if for whatever reason you are not, I you know, I typically when I share these, I, I post the Spotify link. Um, but our podcast is available 
anywhere that you listen to podcasts. I think over half of our audience is listening on Apple Podcasts. Um, the Spotify link is the or the Spotify link is the easiest one for me to find and copy. Um, so I will probably keep doing that. Um, you know, we're not going to pull our, our our podcast from Spotify. Uh, no. I don't think we're I don't think we're going to break Spotify's model by choosing to do that. But uh, just know that you can listen to it wherever you want. So uh, just because I'm posting the Spotify link, don't feel like you got to listen there. If you're on Apple Music, if you use Overcast or Google Podcasts, any any number of apps, uh, you should be able to find us. And also, too, an app that I'd like to point out that I found that we're now a part of, and I made a group called the Lomo Lounge. Uh, it's called Good Pods. Uh, you can download that on your phone. You can find us just by searching after the movies, and then once you do that, you can see the group called the Lomo Lounge. I'd like to get more people in that. It's completely free. Uh, so that's just Good Pods. Find us, join the group, so we can start talking about films or talk about the podcast in general. I'm sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Um, can you give me a moment? <laughs> what? Is this a bit? Hello? But thank you so much, Dylan Painter and Tyler Buckley, for uh, being supporters over on our Patreon. So if you feel like joining them, like I mentioned earlier, patreon.com slash Lomo Media. And join and follow us on socials, too. We're very... Um, interactive engaging yeah well i had a great conversation with a friend of the podcast tim murphy about the game last week uh he pointed out some things that we had discussed in the episode and we had a little back and forth so um if you hear something that you disagree with uh tell us call us out tell us we're wrong uh or just say something nice and uh we'll be sure to get back to you and i but, think uh, that's so important i want to leave everybody with some nice words if you see somebody, just say something nice to them. You never know what that's going to mean to them. That's all you have to do. Stop. We need to stop being so mean to each other these days. Yeah, so I'd like to say something nice about Crank. Um, Crank? Um, Crank? There's a lot of nice things about Crank. I'm actually, like, I'm not having a hard time thinking of one. I'm just trying to figure out how do I say something that doesn't sound like, like in high school when you have to say something nice to that sketchy kid in class. You're like, I like the way that I like things about you. Here's what I would say. Especially with Jackass Forever being the number one movie in America, there is nothing wrong with liking things that you liked when you were younger. And so even though I don't have a connection, a huge connection to this movie... I understand why people do. And if this movie brings you joy, I don't think it's like, just because I didn't like it doesn't mean I would say it's a bad movie by any means. So that, <laughs> that's what I would say about Crank. If people like this movie, they like it for a reason. And you should, people should watch, like, I've got this watch list that's a mile long. And what I've realized lately is, like, a lot of times there's just something comforting about, like, instead of always watching something new, just going back to the things that, that bring you comfort or joy. I rewatch Friday the 13th movies all the time. I watched uh, some Mel Brooks stuff over the weekend. Just movies that I know that put a smile on my face uh, because sometimes I'm just not in the mood to watch something new. And I know that Friday the 13th movies aren't exactly groundbreaking uh, pieces of cinema either. So we've all got our, our little 
thing. We've all got that. Uh, we all have our film teddy bear or film blanket that we need to go back and for sure comfort. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to all our new listeners and all our new subscribers over on our YouTube yeah. channel. It's been a hell of a month, so we appreciate it. Yeah, our numbers on the podcast are looking great, um, higher than ever. But there was a spike like last season, and it looks like we were seeing another spike here. So. Um, anybody new who's listening, thank you. And uh, uh, follow us on social media. Now, we do need to end the show by figuring out our... <laughs> it's not so much would we let Jason Statham into the bar because he already crashed his car through the front wall, which honestly infuriating because we just put this place back together. We just remodeled. Yeah. Um, so and maybe, already... I don't know, I, I think when he crashed, I did see M. Night scurry back into the bar too, so... I, I, you can do what you want to. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to serve him, but uh, under duress because he has a gun to my head and he's yelling at me. And if I don't serve him, I'm going to uh, be expelled. I'm going to let Jason Statham come in and have a drink, but Che Chelios, get the hell out of my bar. <laughs> get the hell out of our bar. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Sorry, it's a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're I'm sorry it's a weird one sorry the next one will be better it's Wrath of Khan come on oh god see you on Thursday everybody bye <laughs>